Hey guys, Scott Short, Mason McDuffie Mortgage. My NMLS number is 225-998. You're my good friend. Molly Ellis, Kelly Chaffee. Hi everyone. Hey everyone, so, so I apologize. You'll probably hear the airplanes going across in my backyard today because I got kicked out of my house because my kids and daughter, one of my kids and my wife were all in there doing their Zoom for work or play or not play, get to school, huh? <laughs> so today <laughs> we're going to talk about- the times, right? It's the sign right? of the times. It's crazy. But uh, you know, we're all, we're all doing it, so it's all good. Um, so Molly and I are going to talk about their, the Couchway products as always. And I appreciate Molly because she's such a trooper. She always deals with my mess. So I appreciate putting up with me all the time. No, so uh, thanks for having me. It's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. So let's start out with the government loan. So we're going to do the FHA. We're going to do both the, the regular FHA thing without anything tied to it. Then we'll do the, the, do the Cal Plus. So let's start that. So let's, can you give me a little some insight on that? Yeah. So Cal HFA offers down payment and sometimes closing cost assistance that coincide with a typical mortgage product. So like you mentioned, our Cal HFA FHA is a standard 96.5% FHA first mortgage. And then you can tie that with our My Home Assistance Program as well. And then you can also do the Cal Plus uh, FHA. And that's also a 96.5% first, just like FHA is. And, and just so that you know, it's uh, the MI is the same as an FHA. The, you know, how mostly how you underwrite it. We'll talk a little bit about some of the overlays, but mostly how you underwrite it is uh, follows FHA guidelines. So it's a pretty streamlined process to be able to do these loans. So the Cal Plus product is a 96.5% first. You can throw my home in there, just like I mentioned with the other one. And then it automatically comes with a ZIP loan as well. Um, ZIP stands for zero interest rate. I know, I'm so bad with the acronyms. Uh, so it's a zero interest program. And we offer that in two different options, a 2% and a 3%. And that just depends on the borrower's needs. So what's the 2% tied to? How do you, how do you calculate the 2%? So the 2% is off of the loan amount. So either 2% or 3% of the first mortgage loan amount. Um, and that can only be used for closing costs. Mm -hmm. So my big tip uh, uh, on, on the ZIP program is just make sure that you're only, only using that for closing costs. No yeah. down payment, no payoff debt, no nothing uh you know so, nothing. Say, zip, zip your mouth about down payment right zip your mouth about yeah. down payment can't yeah. use it it's that. not down payment right right gotcha cool and so 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 basically the um so with the couch of a fha program there's only so we're going to do that piece right here right and then we're going to put the my home below it right right so you, you used to have uh, the teacher's loan but that's now underneath the my home right it's rolled into my home so my home is one product technically my home can be used for down payment or for closing costs okay. Um, but because zip has to be closing costs, then by default, my home is usually used for down payment. Now we just had an announcement Ooh. that we raised the cap. Yeah. <laughs> we raised the cap from my home from 10,000 to $11,000. Um, so it just gives the borrower a little bit more, um, to go towards their down payment. Now the, the 11,000 cap, is that for someone who's not a teacher or how's that work out? Oh yeah. So there's several exceptions to that. So don't forget it's, it's for an FHA loan, it's three and a half percent or $11,000, whichever is less. Okay. So in the three thirty, three fifty ish price points, depending on the program, it will cover most of the down payment. It's when you get into those higher price points that the borrower will have to come in with some of their own down payment. 
Okay, so here's where we waive the 11,000 cap and they can actually get all three and a half percent. It's if they are a K through 12 public school employee, not just teachers, but employees. So anybody, anybody that works in a K. Lunch lady. The, the lunch lady, can we say that? <laughs> but you know, the, the cafeteria workers. Um, the, you know, custodial staff, the secretary in the office, anybody that works for a school, even the bus driver and the bus driver usually doesn't work for a specific school. They work for the school district. Okay. That's okay too. So any K through 12 public school or school district, it doesn't work for, uh, junior college colleges, um, preschool only for the K through 12 or well, charter school. Or, um, sometimes charter schools, but only if they're publicly funded. So not private charters, but public charters, yes. How would, how would you find out if you're a person who works for a charter school, how would you find it? Just ask the principal. Um, there's a link on our website in the My Home Program manual that is a link out to the Department of Education. And as okay. long as you make sure you're in that public school link and not going to their whole <laughs> pipeline, because that's a thing, um, then you'll be able to tell whether or not the school that they work in are is eligible. Is That's eligible. a great tip. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. And then, so there's more exceptions too. So any fire department employees, so the firefighters, but also any employee works for a, a local or state federal uh, fire department. Like, like a volunteer exception. Like, no, so, they have to be employed with the fire department. So, so the guys that, cause my family lives in Walnut Grove and they have the volunteer fire fire department there. Right. So there's right. firemen. There, so I don't know if they get paid for that. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, they have. It has to be their employer. As long as they have a paycheck, saying you know, right. fire department. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Cool. And then um, anyone using our VA program, which we'll talk about that a little bit later, <laughs> and then or in a different segment. But um, and then there's this other caveat that's kind of cool that a lot of people don't realize. <laughs> with they can work for anybody, be eligible for the loan, but right. it. It, it will hinge on what type of property they are buying. Okay. Because we're also trying to promote, you know, affordable housing in general in California. So we are making extra stipulations for new construction properties okay. for a single family. If they're purchasing a single family with an ADU, if they're purchasing a manufactured home, since that's, you know, super affordable. Right. So any of those three categories of the types of property they're purchasing mm -hmm. is also eligible for the $11,000 exception. Cool. So, so question on ADU, I was to some guy talk yesterday. He's an expert in ADUs for California. And I said, it's a state thing says you can have up to two ADUs in the backyard, but you guys are looking for one, right? Yeah. And there are special requirements around that. So, so do be careful. Right. I'm not sure if we would be able to do financing on mul In fact, I know we wouldn't be able to do financing on multiple, okay. um, but it would, for us, we wouldn't, we wouldn't necessarily have an overlay to the regular requirement other than the multiple unit things, but they would follow FHA guidelines right. or lender guidelines. And then our, our master servicer and investor is Lakeview. So they would also want to check those guidelines. As oh, well. So let's, let's, let's backtrack a little bit. So let's say you only put one unit. Cause that makes easiest sense for this. How, how are they, are they financing that ADU back there or is it already being back there already? What, what's your. No, it's somebody purchasing an already established single family with an ADU. Okay. Right. So they use already there. You're not putting one out like construction. Right, right. Okay. Just checking. So this yeah, one. No, but there is. And I will tell you just yes. that without my Cal HFA hat on, can I cover that? Okay, so I'm not, it's not, I'm not speaking on behalf of Cali Chefe, yeah. but just in general, um, the state is definitely more, and not Cali Chefe again, but 
there's definitely more um, lenient requirements around ADU. There is a push to finance and uh, finance better and to create more ADUs in California to help with the housing crisis. So just in general, check that out because it's changing all the time. I had to turn the mic off that this plane going to like Right. We have, we have a, a local uh, air, airport over here. It's a little right. small plane. Yeah. Like, Sorry, guys. <laughs> so you did mention one thing, which is kind of, um, it's the two or three H. Can you talk, walk that Ooh, through? Yeah. Thank you. See, I would have, I'm glad I asked you to remind me because I already <laughs> would have forgot. So keep in mind when you do the CalHFA FHA, there's lots of options. Um, now, this one is only with the CalHFA FHA, is you can do different sections of that act. Um, like you can do an EEM on either product I just talked about, FHA or, or uh, the Cal Plus FHA, either one. Um, but the 203H we just announced, it's a program for folks who have um, been affected by a California natural disaster within the last year. Um, they can, it's the FHA program. They can get hundred percent financing. Right. So now we can couple that with my home as well to give them a little extra help. So, so let's say that the person owned a home, right. Mm -hmm. And they got burned down sad, and then they want to use cash based program, even though they're not a first time home buyer, it's okay with the two or three H. Right. Okay. And then if you're a renter in that area, you can prove by your driver's license or whatever that you are renting that area. You're also able to use the two or three H. I'm not sure. Actually, it's brand new to us. We would we would follow the FHA guide. Like you probably know that one better than me. Yeah. <laughs> not much. Some yeah. I don't see very often. Thank God. So it's, it's helping you know. But it's, it's a great program. You know, three and a half percent down. So they can actually use. So you're coming at zero percent um, down payment, right? Right. So. And then they can use my home. Right. Up to eleven thousand dollars for closing costs. And then the, then the. Um, no so the plus. plus. No plus. Okay, good. Just no plus sure. in that. Cool, cool. Right. Cool. That's my shirt. Sure, I was trying to figure that out. So I'm going, oh, okay. My mind didn't cut too fast, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Cool. It, it runs um, very similar to our VA, how huh? VA, because here's the thing. Our interest rate on the Cal HFA FHA, the one that will go in conjunction with the 203H is super aggressive. So that's the other benefit. They're going to get 100% financing because they're doing the 203H. Right. They're going to get our super, super low rate. Um, so it's just, it's a big benefit for them to be able to, to put those two together. And on, and on your, on your, just in your programs you deal with, right? The plus or the, my home, those things. Do I have to pay on those monthly? Pardon? Do I have to pay on those monthly with my house payment? <gasps> no, thank you. You're so good at giving me the good questions <laughs> that I forget to talk about. Y'all good? Um, yeah. So anytime Cali Jeffy is talking about, uh, or I'm talking about a, a down payment or closing cost assistance program, a second or a third, it's all deferred. So for the loan officers tuning in today or processors, you do not have to include a payment into the DTI. It's not going to negatively affect the way they qualify for the mortgage. It's just going to help their cash into the transaction. No payments. So it is due and payable. It's a loan, folks. It's not a gift. It's not a grant. They have to pay it back. They pay it back when they refinance, yep. sell, or at the end of the term of the 30 years. And the key thing is refinance because it used to not be that way a while back. So now people remember that. So if you refinance. Well, you know, technically, it was always that I know. Way. <laughs> but there was a moment in time yeah. where there was an exception right. that we did allow um, during the housing crisis, yep. you know, 2010, 11, 12. Um, uh, we did allow it to be resubordinated in certain cases. 
Um, and keep in mind, if anybody has a real hardship and yeah. they're going through loss mitigation and, and are doing a modification with their servicer, yep. um, yes, always. I mean, we would never, we would never, you know, call that loan in those circumstances. We would always work with them to possibly do a resubordination to the modification. But if they're just, you know, refinancing to refinance, they need to have the means to pay that off. And right. if I can say, since we're talking about this, this is so off topic, but it's what we do, right? Um, since we're talking about this, um, I just kind of want to throw out there, it is very common, and I understand why. I totally understand why, guys. It is very com common for an LO to make a snap, you know, a, a, a answer, like, can I refinance? Can I resubordinate Cal HFA? No. So then, no, you can't refinance. That's not true, guys. And now more than ever, I want you to hear me. Your borrower always, always can refinance. Always. They just have to pay off the subordinate. Yep. So the now more than ever is that interest rate might be low enough to where it would really benefit your client to counsel them. Maybe it would be better for them to go, where would they have got their down payment had they not... Mm -hmm. done a Cal HFA loan, right? Mm -hmm. Where, is that an option? If it's not, I get it. And you're right. They would not be, if they did not have another source of funds, they right. would not be able to uh, refinance. But I don't want that to be your knee-jerk reaction. I want you to counsel a little bit and yep. say, hey, if it's going to drop their payment, if like right now, it, mm -hmm. that interest rate could be substantial, right? right. If it's going to yep. drop their payment enough, then um, maybe it would be worth it for them yep. to find another source of funds to pay that off and be able yep. to do that. A lot of my so, guys actually- Sorry, on my soapbox. Well, no, that's oh good, my that's gosh. good. A lot of my guys who've actually bought either, what did the last, I think it's the year before, and they did full financing, right? They had enough equity to, you know, do it. They were able to do, have to do up to 95% and got, I mean, drop the rate dramatically. They're the happier than clam. Right, and that's great if the equity's there. Yeah. I'm, I was talking for the moment because I just hear so, so many times, they're like, oh, they can't refinance. Well, right. yeah, they Not can. Yeah. And if it's going to save them $400 on their payment, maybe it would be worth it for them to go find another source. Right. Right. It just depends. It just depends on the situation. So with your two or three K product, you're still offered. Yeah, we do the streamline. So that's the other section of the act that you can do um, two or three K. I'm pretty sure you can do on both the Cal HFA FHA and also the Cal plus FHA. Mm -hmm. You can do it on either one. Oh. Um, but yeah, 203K, we do the streamline. So 35 grand um, for improvements. We right. near the uh, FHA guidelines on that, yep. on what can be improved and the timeline and all yep. that good stuff. And we tell people like 35,000 is the max, but you got to pull off that 20% for reserve. So quantify about 28,000 for your actual- right. For the actual improvements. Yeah. And that's, that's why we make sure we have to be careful. A lot of people will go out there and they say, why is your underwriter cutting me back? Because because you got the- <laughs> Yeah, I, to be honest, I didn't even know that. That's good information. Yeah. I didn't everybody, realize everybody that they Kevin make you pull that out. Yeah, yeah. that's Makes Kevin's. Sense. That's Kevin's world. He loves that stuff. So <laughs> with, with the um, so with the two or three K, you know, with your with your program, right? Can we still add an EM on that or no? With you, I got, don't know. We, 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 we would have an side. overlay. It would be um, I don't know. Uh, it would be. Add an EEM. Well, no, because can you do an EEM and a 203k streamline? Yeah, yeah. We, we do it. We do it because when you get to the point where the DTI is going to start, you know, getting you know too tight to the 45. 
for the IDEM on top to cover that piece. And with EM, you don't cover, you don't have to uh, take into account for the DTI or the appraisal. So now you can actually push that the two or three K a little further out. Hmm. Just check, just I don't check know. If anybody yeah. has that question, reach out or Scott and I will try to circle back and yeah. add a little okay. video. But uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking yes. I don't think we have very many overlays right, to right. to what you can do with FHA, but I would have to check it out. Well, no problem. That's, that's why we ask questions. That's what we're talking, right? <laughs> so so let's say that. So now we've got that. That's kind of the big piece there. Now, what about credit scores for the the? Yeah, so just yeah. to throw out a couple of the overlays so people yep. know what to accept uh, or what to expect, CalHFA does have income limits on all our programs okay. um, by county. So check out the website, 3wscalhfa.ca.gov. Click on lenders, real estate agents, and then you'll see um, the different options there. And there's one for income limits. Well, tell a trick. Hey, wait, um, tell, income right. limits. Tell, tell, tell a trick about the uh, income limits. Who's, whose income are we using? Whose income are we using? Uh-huh. I don't know. The person, the person, not the household. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm sorry. Sorry. Well, what do you mean? I had to catch you. I had to catch you. I thought you meant for the limits. Yeah. Oh, no. So for those of you who, you know, haven't looked at Cal HFA in a while, we did change what income we actually use to compare to the income limit. Now we use the lender's income. So we don't take that really aggressive approach to the income. So it's really been able to, we've been able to expand on you know, how many folks we've been able to help with the program. All right. Plus, let's say it's a husband and wife, right? And one of the two makes enough, but only put one on because it ain't too much. You can't play, right? Right, right, cool. right. Yep. There we go. So we use we use what the lender uses to qualify yep. them for the mortgage, period. Cool. Yep. Sorry, sorry. Okay, so um, where were we? Income I limit. never, all that talking, I did not answer your question. Uh, DTI, was that the question? Or FICO? Uh, we're, we're talking income limits. You're talking about the, you know, see Income limits. Yeah. Um, credit scores. Credit score, so yeah, okay. on the FHA, uh, minimum credit score, 660. Okay. And we do the same as the lender does, middle score. Yep. So throw out the big one, throw out the little one, take the middle score. Um, DTI, 45, 45%. Hard. Back in DTI, 45 till the end of time, right? <laughs> 45.00, I love to say. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Keep on out as far as the city, right? <laughs> um. And that's really first time home buyer, of course. Um, we just have a handful of overlays. So definitely check out the website. It's a great resource to make sure you catch everything. Yep. And then then for you'll do condos and puds, right? Sure. Absolutely. Yep. Cool. Now, is there anything any different in the uh, loan amount for condos? Nope. You're still doing 30. You're still just doing have to be approved. So they would have right. to be an FHA approved condo, which I know isn't the easiest thing these days. We don't allow the spot approvals that came out just what, uh, October of last yeah. year? Okay. So no spots. Year before last, I guess. Okay. Um, so it has to, the condo project has to be, um, you know, approved, FHA approved. approved, but other than that, yeah, it's good. Cause I know from us on the outside, you guys, we'll do, we'll do the, uh, we have a team that does the, you know, do the whole complex getting approved, but we can't do it because that's too, because Lakeview is the ones holding that. So we don't, we ain't going there. <laughs> yeah, the spot approved. approval yeah. that yeah. that FHA allows yeah. that is a Lakeview overlay that we don't. Yeah. Allow. If the whole project is approved, then yes. So so let's say if our, our team wanted to approve the whole project on our side, right? But we're not Lakeview, so I don't know how that works. But we'll talk to that later. That's, that's I don't good. know either. They would, yeah. it, you know, your underwriters would have to check with Lakeview. Okay, cool. That's no problem. We'll check on that because I know that's that's the big thing because a lot of these guys expired out, you sure. know, or there's a too high a concentration of uh, FHA properties or something. That's right. the one yesterday said there was like the max is 10%. They're like 50%. So, oh, Lord, right. that's too much. Right. So, yeah. So that's, yeah. Okay, cool. They're just trying to mitigate the risk in the development, right? Right, right, right. And then the one big thing people may not recognize is in the past, 
you had issue with somebody renting the property out. So let's let's say if you want to, you know, let's say you've been there a year, two years, you want to turn a rental property. Are you okay nowadays or you still still have to ask for it? Well, they would they would need to pay off. So they got the down payment and the closing cost assistance to promote owner occupied, right. warm and fuzzy home ownership, right? Um, not to start their real estate empire. Not mm-hmm. that everybody's doing that, but you know. Um, so no, we would not allow them to, well, we would want them to pay off the subordinate loans. Right. So where, where it's different is many years ago, we required the owner occupancy for the life of the loan. Right. And now it's just, as soon as you pay off the sub loans, then it's sure. just surrounding the rules of the first, which you're fine. Okay. It's 12 okay. months, right? Yeah. A regular first mortgage yep. is 12 months. Yep. So that's good. That's where a lot of people, you know, like you said, People out there want to game it. They want to say, okay, let's get this house now. You know, we'll turn our first house. We'll turn right. that money. Which is a great plan. Yeah. You yeah. just got to, you can't, you know, either don't use assistance. Right. Or pay it off before you do that. Yeah. That's all cool. good. And then um, what else, what else are we missing here? Am I missing something else? I think. Uh, oh, I think we I, wrapped it up on the FHA stuff. Cool. Good. Good. So let's, I'm gonna, so let's finish up here. So thank you, Molly, for this. I appreciate it. We'll do another video on um, the VA. So that'll be next. So we'll stop all right. here. Thanks, I appreciate Scott. It. I appreciate it. I'm sorry, I'm telling you to stop this now. <laughs>